Let's go. Welcome to the Let's Go Hockey Podcast. And today we had on Olympic gold medalist, goaltender, Maddie Rooney for Team USA. This was a special interview. I'm your host, Danny Heath of Project Hockey, and my co-host with me as usual. Cameron here from Elevated Hockey. And yeah, I think this was a really, really cool interview. I was really excited before the interview to talk to Maddie. Um, and, you know, after we wrapped it up, looking back, I mean, it was our first gold medalist we talked to. Uh, I thought she, you know, it was amazing talking to her after watching her play in the last Olympics and win gold for, for the USA women's team. But, you know, the takeaways for me, I'm excited for people to talk about, you know, she transitioned to different levels a lot in her career from boys hockey as youth to girls high school hockey, back to boys high school hockey, double D ones, and all of a sudden making the Olympic team as like one of the youngers. Um, so all throughout her career, she's been transitioning to different levels. And so I really enjoyed listening to her talk about that experience and kind of what her takeaways from being able to like raise your game when you're jumping up a level. So I thought, I think that'll be a good, good piece of, uh, of the episode for people to listen to. Danny, what was, uh, what, what did you get uh, fired up for on this one? All of it. I mean, oh. we had an Olympic gold medalist on the podcast. Like that, that doesn't happen every year. It's literally every four years. And so it, uh, it was pretty special to have her on. I loved when she talked about the gold medal game and what that was like and how she blacked out. Um, but uh, I, I can't imagine, but I'm glad I got to talk to her. And so it was unbelievable. Uh, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Uh, share this podcast with your friends, goalies, uh, anybody that, that should listen to this. I mean, when you're talking about an Olympic gold medalist, I think anybody, doesn't matter if you play hockey, you should be listening to this thing. So make sure you check us out and give us some love. But without further ado, unless you got something else, Coach, what, what do you think? I think uh, I think we jump right into this episode, get things rolling, and uh, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. This interview was brought to you by our friends at HockeyWolf.com. If you love the game of hockey or just know someone who does, you need to visit HockeyWolf.com today. Hockey Wolf has physical locations in Montana and Washington State, but if you aren't lucky enough to live near one of their stores, you can always visit their website and place an order at any time. They have everything you need from skates and sticks to shower slips and hoodies. And for all of you coaches and organizational leaders out there, listen up because Hockey Wolf provides some of the best team sales services in all of North America. So if your team needs new helmets, maybe some gloves, boxes of tape, even some warm up suits and training gear, Hockey Wolf has you covered. So like we always say, go support Hockey Wolf because they support us. That's H-O-C-K-E-Y-W-O-L-F.com. And hey, for all of you lacrosse players out there, make sure you visit lacrossewolf.com too. All right, let's go to the interview. Hailing from Andover, Minnesota, she backs up the Andover Girls High School team to its first ever Minnesota State Tournament appearance before switching over to the boys high school team in her senior season, where she posted 91 save percent in 25 games. From there, she was a three-time U.S. National Camp attendee and member of the 2013-2014 U.S. U18 National Team. She represented the USA on the women's national team in 2017 and 2019 IIHF Women's World Championships, winning gold medals in both events. In between those world championships, she backstopped the 2018 U.S. Women's Olympic Team in the Pyeongchang Olympics, defeating Canada 3-2 in a shootout in the championship game to win the gold medal in dramatic fashion, the first U.S. women's gold since 1998. She's just wrapping up her senior season at the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs with the NCAA 
Division I hockey, where she's racked up numerous WCHA awards and multiple school records during her collegiate career. Maddie Rooney, welcome to the Let's Go Hockey podcast. How's it going today? It's going well. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. Ooh, that was, uh, I mean, that, that was probably the first time I got butterflies during an intro. I like all the stuff that you've done and uh, winning a gold medal, which I mean is, I mean, it's awesome. So let's go. But uh, let's talk a little bit about your, your career. I know Cameron talked about those stops and those highlights, but let's get kind of the, the view from your eyes and how that went for you and when you were starting back in, in Minnesota. Yeah, so I grew up um, playing boys youth hockey all the way up until my sophomore year of high school where I switched over and played with the girls for two years and then ultimately went back to play on the boys varsity hockey team my senior year just to give myself uh, the ultimate challenge leading into college and it almost felt like I was going back to the normal. I played with that same guys team basically my whole youth career Um, and I think that really prepared me going into college um, with the transition from boys high school into um, girls college hockey. It was a little bit tough my freshman year. I dealt with um, some kind of over anticipating plays and some technical goalie things that just the pace was different. Um, So I kind of had to hone in on my game and kind of fine tune some things and slow my, uh, kind of pace down as a goalie in order to adjust but yeah I think um, definitely my youth career and high school career in Minnesota um, allowed me to succeed in my college and then the national career. Well that's awesome well, we're yeah we're excited to dive into that path and that, that journey um, your your specific hockey journey a little bit more and I think Dan here tell me if I'm if I'm right I think you might be the first gold medalist we have on the podcast so that's pretty pretty exciting Honor. for us so it's an honor it is it is first uh first of many yeah (laughs) well maddie this is cool but let's uh let's dive right into that talking about uh minnesota high school hockey i mean it's it's an institution obviously and um you know you kind of mentioned that you'd played on the boys side of the game growing up and then transitioned to the girls high school game for a little bit and then came back over to the boys side of the game um Talk about maybe some of your decision-making to make those transitions. I think some of the, the listeners out there, um, I think that's a common common uh, question that a lot of parents and players are, are considering themselves. So for you specifically, you know, what, what weighed into your decision to move from boys hockey to girls hockey and then, and then back to boys hockey your senior year? Yeah, so transitioning from uh, boys youth to girls high school, I really didn't know that there was an option for me to continue playing boys high school um so that was ultimately the decision maker I thought that was just what I had to do and don't get me wrong I loved my two years at girls um high school I made like you said the state appearance which was one of my favorite memories from my high school career um made some great friendships but then kind of got talking with the boys high school coach actually my parents were the one that kind of started that discussion and I kind of thought it was just like a rumor at first, like some people would joke with me like, oh, you should go play boys. And I was like, no, like that's not, that's not possible. And then, like I said, my parents kind of started that discussion with the high school coach, Mark Manny, and he was like, come try out our summer um, program. And so I did, and I, I did, I did okay. Um, Struggled at first, obviously, but made uh, improvements throughout that summer. And then he's like, yeah, come up to tryouts and went from there. Let's jump into your thoughts a little bit before uh, 
we go to the game. Um, what what do you think about girls playing boys hockey? And um, when you got deeper into your season, your senior year, were you ever like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done this? Or when you did make that switch, were you like, oh, this is uh, what was your experience like? Yeah. Um, so for me personally to make that decision, looking back on it now, it was actually probably a really selfish decision, but that's kind of what I had to do for my uh, development at the time. I thought that was going to give me the best challenge um, going into college hockey. And I mean, there is some tough, tough feelings about it. I mean, when I look at girls trying to play now, I actually see both sides and I still encourage the switch but I also see why girls would want to stay in girls hockey and you know develop the girls side of the game and I mean it's what they're they feel they're supposed to do like kind of how I felt before transitioning over but um I mean I see both sides of it and I still will support like I said I'll still support um girls trying to push themselves with boys hockey I think it's great for the development if that's and some girls it's like the best option they have um in states across the U.S. actually so I'll continue to support it, but I see both sides. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, with the girls' side of the game growing so much recently, and, you know, to be honest with you, like your performance and the performance of your teammates in the last, you know, in, the, in Olympics, I mean, that's just a huge spark for, for the girls' mm -hmm. side of the game because, you know, we talked to Lindsay Fry in a previous episode, and, you know, those the, a lot of the girls playing just don't have role models in front of them on a daily basis um, playing the game. And all of a sudden, once every four years, you get to see them, you know, the, the world stage like that. So, um, you know, I think more options are growing for the girls and the girls side of the games, but still like, like you mentioned in different areas, it's a different, different choice. And everyone's got a choice that that's got to make them on their own um, while they're, they're, you know, going on their hockey path. Um, and so with that hockey path, you know, you, you transition a couple of different times from from the girls side of the boys side and then and then you made that jump from high school into college and playing at the d1 level so let's let's talk about that a little bit what were some of the what was your experience like jumping to the college game and some of the first um kind of eye-opening experiences or biggest challenges that you faced yeah i kind of mentioned a little bit earlier but i was really struggling with the pace or the different pace of the game um obviously i played in the wcha which is by uh popular opinion or biased opinion, whatever you want to say, one of the best leagues um, in the country. And so I was really challenged that first year. Um, I felt, like I said, over-anticipating plays, um, just moving too quickly, so to say. I was being exposed just from playing boys' high school hockey and at a faster pace and maybe just um, used to kind of faster shots. Um, so I had to adjust my game and, like I said, kind of try to play more controlled and – I definitely struggled those first few months transitioning back to uh, girls hockey. You've had you've had the opportunity to play for your country several times, and like honestly, I think it's unbelievable. Like you won you won an Olympic gold medal for Team USA, and like we're probably arguably the biggest part of it. Um, that's my opinion, especially with you being a Minnesota gal. Um, but uh, it's just like you've done that, right? And you've had these experiences overseas, and you've played for your country. Do you kind of want to walk us through that and just start from like your first time putting on the USA jersey, what that was like, and then leading up to winning the the gold? Yeah. Um, so the first time I put on a US jersey was back when I played for a U18 August Festival um, camp. And really it was like no other experience. Um, 
I actually had a unique journey to get on that team I was actually cut and then they had a injured goalie and so I got a call back so like flew home and was on same flight back the same day so I kind of like thought I had to prove myself a little bit and I they actually gave me a start to the game and we won and so it was great and then from there on out um, like mentioned earlier I played at three national camps and then ultimately made my first uh, women's national team in 2017 and was it was after my sophomore year of college um, had played in my yellow UMD pads um, luck, lucky to be on home soil for my first world championships in Michigan I got one game against Russia and got a shutout in my de- debut so that was really special Let's to me. go <laughs> yep. and then it all happened pretty fast like I had made that first world team in the spring um, and then tryouts came right away in May so for the Olympic team. And so everything kind of happened fast. Like I was on my national team debut and then suddenly had made the Olympic team. So it was all very um, – it happened fast, but I was so grateful to get the opportunity. And then I was playing with um, two girls, Alex Rigsby and Nicole Hensley, as my goalie partners who – had been around the national team longer than I had. So I was able to look up to them and they were great role models for me. And I honestly wasn't expecting much going into that year. Like I was just going to try and take my opportunities when they came and just try to be a sponge to everything learning. I mean, it was just such a great experience to be on that team and go through those memories with the team in down in Florida and then ultimately in Pyeongchang. But Rob Saber, uh, the head coach took a chance on me and (laughs) gave me those starts in the Olympics and then ultimately the gold medal game. And yeah, I, if you told me the gold medal game would come to, down to a shootout, I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> yeah. Talk about, I, I remember watching that game and it, I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was a, you know, as an American watching the game, it was it, one, it was a fantastic game. And then just the, the drama, the shootout, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was fantastic. And it was a big thing, you know, for you and for the, the team and for the country. And, um, you know, and you, you touched on a couple of things there as you're talking about your path leading up to that game. Um, you know, a lot of it happened pretty quickly and you had to prove yourself and you were given a chance by the coach and things like that. But so maybe if you could touch on, on what you did um, throughout that journey or, or maybe even specifically for the games about, um, you know, preparation and, and how that preparation for the international competition, um, how it was similar or different to what you're used to at the college level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my first two years as a freshman and sophomore year leading up to uh, that Olympic year in the WCHA, I think really did prepare me. Um, it was high level um, practice every day. Obviously, I have a, have a goalie coach at Duluth who works with us all the time. So I was just getting great um, reps and knowledge leading into that year already. And then once I had made the team, um, we moved down to Florida for, I believe, six months leading up to Pyeongchang. Um, and we trained there every day, off ice, on ice, mental skills, uh, nutrition meetings, you name it. We did it all. Um, it was just every day was I was taught a new thing. Uh, we were lucky to have Rob Saber as a head coach, who is also a former goaltender. So he had a lot of experience and goalie advice to bring us. And so to have that hands-on every day was really beneficial and I think it improved my game a lot and just gave me confidence overall leading into that game and I think um, 
playing with the national team girls for that six months, like really consistently, obviously every day, um, just challenged me every day and made me a better goaltender and ultimately prepared me going into the Olympic Games. For sure. And a big part of that is obviously mindset. And we've we've uh, been lucky enough to have Peter Budai on here, um, NHL goaltender. And he like puts mindset up on a pedal stool and the idea that like it's so very important, especially in the world of goaltending, mm-hmm. uh, which sometimes I have no idea what's going on in that world. Um, but uh, what's your advice for players and goalies regarding just having like that competitive mindset and is there anything specific that you've done or you do um just to get in that mindset that you know like your job is different than anybody else's out on the ice and um and it's the most important one and uh if it goes well it's it's shined upon and if it doesn't it's it sticks out like a sore thumb is there anything that you've done or any advice that you have for just mindset for goaltending yeah, as uh, goaltenders, like you said, we're kind of on an island back there, and our mistakes are the only ones that get put on a scoreboard. Right. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, something that helped me, especially that Olympic year, was having the support system of the two goalies. I mean, our trio was uh, really great, and uh, it's great to have that in big games like that, like after locker room. I mean, after a period going back to the locker room and just discussing um, plays with someone who's in the same position as you and like analyzing the game and just to feel that support I thought was huge for me. Um, but being a goaltender, a goaltender in general, you really just have to have like a short-term memory. Um, after you get scored on, hopefully you don't get scored on, but it happens in hockey, so... It's important just to look forward um, and not dwell on the past too much and try to stay as calm as you can. Um, that's something that I've valued is playing composed, or I try to play com- composed anyway, and giving my team a sense of confidence back there and knowing that they can rely on me as I can rely on them. But that would probably be my biggest advice is just to have a short-term memory and focus on, uh, like, just the next play. I usually try to take each period about 10 minutes at a time. It allows me to stay calm and focused. I love that advice, you know, for goalies being able to, you're going to get scored on, right? You're never going to, you're never going to post a shutout every single game. And if you are, you're probably playing in the wrong level if that's the case, right? Yeah. So um, I think that's a great, a great piece of advice for a young goaltender and really any, any player out there too. You know, you just focus on that next shift. If you have a bad shift or, you know, you get scored on as a goalie, you focus on making that next save. And I think you've got to, you know, you're Plus, exactly. it doesn't hurt to have, it doesn't hurt to have your first international competition game be a shutout against Russia. <laughs> That's got to help the mindset a little bit. Yeah, not too shabby there. Um, well, let's talk about. Um, you know, we touched on on what your mindset is while you're playing, but what are you doing, like in the off season leading up to a, a your, your whether it's your college season or leading up to uh, you know Olymp- an Olympic year, an Olympic event. What what does an off season, a typical off season, look like for you, um, from a training standpoint, and any anything else that you do to prepare yourself for the season? Yep. So usually after uh, Worlds, that's usually my last thing for the season. Unfortunately, we didn't get one this year due to COVID. But so I took I usually take about a month break from the ice I still do off ice training but I kind of just take a mental break from the ice um start get training back in uh, mid-may early june and 
I do a lot of goalie specific training with a goalie coach. I think that helps me a ton just to focus on the technical side of the game and allows me to go into the season feeling confident. Um, but really for the off seasons, talking specifically about college relied a lot on off ice training. Um, going into college, I was not the kid you would find in a weight room whatsoever, but uh, I got into structured training once I got into college and got stronger, and I think it really allowed me stronger, faster, and it really contri contributed contributed to my on-ice performance. Um, but once I got to the national team level, I mean, I'm like 22 now, and I've been doing training for a while, and so now I've tried to shift my focus more on my hand-eye type drills and kind of different goalie-specific off-ice drills. And I think that's really brought my game to the next level and it's allowed me just to give me some new things to be exposed to and kind of make training um like spice training up a bit so to say um but that's something that I've done in the off season and then also with the national team girls right now we're currently doing like virtual once a week workouts together um and then we do a mental skills meeting about once once a month and just team zoom meetings here and there Let's um let's dive into that a little bit more. Just um those Zoom meetings you're doing. That's what you said that's with the national team right now with the Bulldogs. Yep. National team so, um with the US girls. Yep. Yep. And so the so the US girls, you girls are jumping on a Zoom and and doing what? Like you have a skill session and then you have a mindset session? Yeah, so uh the month of April, every Wednesday we had a morning workout ran by uh our strength and conditioning coach. Um, through Zoom, and so she would just take us all through an at-home workout that we did all together, and it was really uh, great and fun to be back with the team, so to say, in that Zoom setting, I guess. But um, and then once a month, we get on a Zoom call to, together collectively with the staff, and we have done mental skills meetings um, or just updates to say like what book everyone's reading or Netflix shows, Tiger King was a popular one, um, just to stay connected during these times. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a huge part of it is like when everybody is quarantined, just finding a way to, to stay connected. And then you threw the term out there, mental skills meeting. That, that mm -hmm. kind of caught my attention. Is there, does, does your team bring someone in to do that? Does your coach run it? Um, and is there something that you do that um, – is specific to goaltending stuff or is it just like, Hey, here's what we did one day type type of thing as a team. Yeah, we have a mental skills coach. Uh, she's new to the program, Tiff Jones. So she's kind of just introducing us to her side of the mental skills game. But in the past when we've had a consistent mental skills coach, usually they bring um, different things to the table, different things to chew on uh, every mental skills meeting, but there's always been some like foundational um, teachings throughout mental skills. Um, being a goalie, obviously, like you had mentioned, it's a big part of the game. I think it's a majority of the game. Um, but it's something I've definitely valued more here moving up my career path. Yeah. That's awesome. And then you, um, mindset's obviously huge. And then you talked about hand-eye coordination and like you're spicing things up with that. And yeah. that's a huge part of it. Is there one or two secret drills or something that 
you could kind of talk us through obviously with the podcast people are listening but are there one or two things that you're like this is what i do for every training session that helps me you know with my glove or something mm-hmm. like that yeah during this quarantine i've actually tried to do like i've googled videos on new hand eye drills that goalies have done and they're more challenging than i expected them to be so <laughs> I love when I get those mastered and can explain it in detail. But something I do before every game is just your typical um, racquetball juggling um, and throwing the racquetballs off the wall. Um, I do that kind of just warm up my tracking going into the game. Um, I also have like superstitions where I have to hit the ball off the wall a certain amount of times, of course. <laughs> um, what's your What's your number that you got to hit it off the wall? I have like certain variations of the drill and I have to hit like 15 each. And if I don't hit it or if I mess up, I have to start all over. I'm not proud of it, but it's just something <laughs> that comes along with the game. Um, but I think part of being a goalie. Yeah. I think warming up the eyes um, in that sense has always really helped me. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I think, I, I think you're right. There's so many drills out there. Um, and I've been seeing more and more of the hand-eye coordination drills out there and, and products coming out. And I think that's a, a, like almost like an untapped resource for a lot of players, not just in the goaltending world, but, but outside too. But just, you know, really dialing in on improving that hand-eye coordination. And, um, you know, especially in the goaltender position, I mean, you've got to be fast and, and, and develop those quick, quick twitch muscles. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love that you have given a couple examples of those. Let me. Um, do you have any other examples you want to share? Or do you want me to move on to the next? Uh, I got a question for you for about the gameplay. Um, I can't think of really any right now. Right now I'm doing like, so I can do the normal juggling with my hands, like the traditional juggling. But what I'm struggling with trying to do is flip your hands over. So you would actually be grabbing like from the top of the ball. I don't really know how to explain this well on a podcast. I have to show, but look it up <laughs> it's like i don't even know what it's called it's like a advanced version of juggling where you're actually throwing the or catching the ball at the top of your hand that's what i'm struggling with right now so we'll have advanced. to get some video to post about that yeah we have some advanced level juggling going on huh mm-hmm. <laughs> can't nice. wait to try yeah well maddie we, we threw out um you know we, we put it out on our Instagram that you were coming on and, and, you know, some of the questions that people were, were asking us were kind of in the same like line of thinking that I was thinking too, um, and diving back towards your, 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 your big gold medal win. Um, a bunch of the questions were, were, were asking if you could talk about that shootout victory a little bit and, and kind of what, what your thinking was leading up to that game. And then during that, that shootout. Yeah, leading up to uh, that gold medal game, um, I wasn't as nervous as I expected myself to be. Um, I did my typical routine. The Olympic Village had a 24-7 free McDonald's, so I would go get <laughs> coffee every morning before the games. Um, it was an early game, so I didn't really have too much time to just sit around and think, so that was actually probably a good thing. Um, got to the rink, did my typical pregame routine like normal. Um, and then I think the game went on, obviously, 2-2. Two to two. Um, At the end of that overtime, there was a 4-on-3 situation that was obviously a pretty good scoring opportunity for Canada, being a 4-on-3, and we killed that off. And there was some – there was a save that I had where 
I thought it was a goal. Everyone in the ring probably thought it was a goal. She started celebrating. But um, it was a desperation save, just throwing my paddle out there. And it kicked my paddle and somehow missed the crossbar. And that was with under a minute left in regular overtime. And so at that point, it was like, okay, puck luck's on our side. We just killed off this four on three. Like, we have a ton of confidence. Um, and then it ended up ultimately going into that shootout. And people ask me all the time what I was thinking going through that shootout and then that final moment. And it's really hard for me to put into words. But being a goaltender in shootouts, you really have to just expect the unexpected. Um, you can't think too much into the plays because you'll kind of psych yourself out. So that was pretty much my mindset, just reacting in the moment. Um, I got that final shootout player. She actually had scored on me in the second round, I believe. So it was having that in the back of my mind, but also, like I said, not thinking too much into it and expecting the unexpected. And, yeah, made that final save. And really the only thing I remember is my teammates rushing at me and ultimately going black under a dog pile. It's, um. And I, I think the way it worked too uh, was the one of the and correct me if I'm wrong and Vinny cut this out if I'm wrong but uh, the one of the one of the Lamaru sisters scored right before that right and then yeah. and then mm-hmm. you made the save yeah um, goal I bet what was what was it like having those um, the Lamaru twins on your team I played with uh, Pierre and Mario their two brothers in junior hockey and that family is just. A machine mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine the girls aren't any different were there any like crazy twin stuff that was like wow those two are just dialed in um not any like crazy incidents come to mind they're very they're both very competitive they push one another especially playing on the same line together um they're just both such great hockey players and role models to look up to as to me they're vet- veterans on the team and it really carried us in that gold medal game with Monique scoring in regulation to tie the game. And then Jocelyn having that unbelievable shootout goal. Um, it just yeah. shows the type of clutch players that they are. Yeah, for sure. Did you, um, did you actually black out under that uh, dog pile? Was it pretty heavy? <laughs> I mean, I think I was just overwhelmed with joy, pretty but crazy. Probably, pretty, probably pretty heavy. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's better than the alternative, right? Like you'll take yeah. that any day of the week. Appreciate. Uh, yeah. So now, so you've obviously done more than, I mean, the stuff you've done in hockey and you're only 22 years old is crazy. And so looking forward, what, what kind of stuff are you looking to get into? What are your upcoming goals? Are you planning on sticking around the game of hockey? Um, I know the Olympics aren't too far away. What is your, what are your thoughts kind of moving forward here? Mm-hmm. So definitely uh, going to stick around in the game of hockey as long as they uh, want me back. So um, this next year, I plan on playing in the PWP or PWHPA. I always get that mixed up. But it's the Women's Professional Hockey League um, next to the NWHL. And so I'll be playing in that. And also just I'll be, be a goalie coach part-time back here in Minnesota. Um, I really enjoy that. So I'll continue doing that and pushing off my – adult life job for a couple more years and then this summer my focus is just on um, I'm starting with a new goalie coach this summer so hearing her insights and I'm excited to get new tips and uh, new ways to approach my game um, and then continue to develop off ice as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. Who's um who's the goalie coach that you're working with? Allie Altman this summer, former Mankato goalie. Let's go. <laughs> I just want her to say Mankato, Minnesota State. But uh, what what team are you playing for next year? Is that already decided? Is that out there? I'll be in the Minnesota region. Um, so yeah, it goes by region. So I'll be in that Minnesota West yep. region. All right on. Awesome. Nice. And then you mentioned that you're going to start working with uh, as like a goalie coach as well. Is that kind of a, have you been doing that for a while in the off seasons or is that, is that a new venture for you? Yeah, I've been doing that for about four years now in the summers and I really enjoy it. Um, I do it locally, but now that I am done with the NCAA and can promote myself, I plan on doing more things um, individualized and I'm looking forward to starting my career in that sense. Awesome. Well, I'm sure you're going to have a long, very successful career in that. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, girls and boys that would love to train with you. So with that in mind, uh, what kind of advice would you extend to a youth hockey player that's aspiring to improve their game, reach either the NCAA or international level, or, or just keep, you know, moving and progressing in their path? Yeah. So looking back on my development as a youth hockey player and goalie specifically, Definitely doing the extra things. Um, like I mentioned earlier, hand-eye coordination. It's not something I did when I was younger, but I feel like if the goalies started, or youth hockey players in general started that at a young age, that would really benefit them moving forward. Um, but work ethic is always huge. Um, listening to your coaches, obviously. And just enjoy the memories and moments at the rink. Uh, it goes by really fast, so... These next few years, um, up until high school and beyond, really, is some of the best memories you'll have throughout your hockey career. And, yeah, I think doing the little things outside the rink and spending extra time at the rink is really going to further each youth player's development and set them apart from the others. And what about the flip side? Like you mentioned, listening to your coaches. What What's some advice for those coaches in regards to, like, I mean, player development or just the idea of like goalie development, like did you have a youth or a high school or college coach that was like, hey, this this coach did this differently than anyone I ever had. And it uh, it helped me do what I'm doing in, in the game of hockey. Yeah, I had a goalie coach who actually uh, ended up being my college goalie coach as well. Like he started off right. as my goalie coach when I was first started, probably like 11 years old as a goalie. And then ultimately ended up coaching me in college. Um, and something that he did for me when I was younger and first starting out, he really just made the game fun. Like, of course, you have to do the technical side of the game. You have to teach the kids, like, the important basics of and fundamentals of hockey and goaltending. But making it fun, like playing those rebound games, um, five puck drills, really just doing things to keep the kids entertained, I find was big for me because it's easy for goalies to get bored and just sit there in the net so if you're not a goalie coach and you're like a head coach of a team try to incorporate the goalies in all drills and keep them entertained and interested yeah I think that's solid advice for coaches I mean there's one thing I've been fortunate to travel around the U.S. and work with in different areas and, and you know it's, it's, it's always a shame if you see those drills where the goalie just stands there and mm -hmm. then ends up just getting a puck every now and then, but, you know, having a, you know, thinking goalie first when you're, when you're outlining those drills and those practice plans and, 
you know, with a lot of the station-based stuff, you know, I try to recommend that at least one of those drills is uh, goalie focused and so that they're constantly engaged and they're constantly working on different skills. So I think that's huge advice for coaches is getting those, uh, getting the fun factor up there and getting those coaches engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, Maddie, what, before we, before we start wrapping things up here, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to put out there to, to the, to the listeners or any other, um, you know, final thoughts before we start wrapping things up? Um, no, if anyone out there has any questions, feel free to DM me on my Instagram page. I'm always happy to talk or answer questions from the youth or parents looking for advice for their goalies. So my uh, direct messages are always open. Nice. And so that uh, your your Instagram page is uh, M A D D I E underscore Rooney R O O N E Y. 35 right maddie underscore rooney 35 so people can reach out there for sure um, is there i got i got one more yeah, burning ahead, question mm-hmm. what's uh what's the one drill that you should that youth hockey goalies should be doing like you should be doing this um one out of every three practices uh regardless if your coach tells you or not like this is something that you should be working on and this is how you should do it I have two answers for that. Um, My uh, main focus growing up was movement and just really fine tuning and increasing my uh, agility on the ice. And I think um, it's tough for young goalies to really be interested in doing those extra movement drills and just crease work without getting shots. But it's just something that you have to do in order to become a good goalie and have those basic fundamentals moving forward and so I would always emphasis with the younger goalies I coach to do at least 15 20 minutes of movement drills in an hour practice Um, obviously incorporating some shots into at least 10 minutes of that but really focusing on that and then as I became older puck play was huge for me Um, going into college I didn't really have much experience with playing the puck and then when I got to the national team level it was really a huge focus and I was kind of like the quarterback in the defensive zone as their game relies a lot on goalies going behind the net stopping it and passing it in order for an in order to have an efficient breakout so I wish I would have started that younger in high school I think if goalies really um advance their skill in that area it'll set them apart and really help their game out that's awesome advice. I love, I, mean, I love both of those and, and hearing that second part too. I think, you know, you're the second goaltender that we've had on that, that has specifically mentioned that that's a, you know, the puck play is a skill that is kind of underdeveloped at the youth game and becomes such an important, you know, the higher levels you up to, it becomes such an important piece of the game. So I think that's, that's a huge piece of advice that the listeners can take, take in. Um, and maybe that's a good, that's a good, uh, you know, nugget to, to leave, uh, leave the listeners and start wrapping this thing up there. So Maddie, I appreciate you coming on. I think we, we touched on a bunch of things from your path in Minnesota high school to the playing for the Bulldogs up in Duluth. And then obviously your time in with team USA and world championships and in the Olympics. And, and like we said at the beginning, I think you're our first, uh, first gold medalist to come on, on the, on the show. So we're, we're honored to have you and it's been a blast talking with you. And I think you, you dropped a lot of good advice. Um, and learning pieces from, from your journey for the, the listeners. So thank you very much for that. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Sure.
Is that uh, is that your gold medal behind you? Or no? It is not. It is just my parents love to drop uh, some pictures here. My gold medal is actually, I don't know if I should classify this, in my nightstand. <laughs> gotcha. Keeping it close. That's where I'd keep mine. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, before we sign off here, uh, Maddie, we do, with most of our guests, we uh, we try to get them to give, give us a let's go to, to end the podcast on a high note. You, you up for that? You ready to give us a let's go? Sure. I'm nervous. <laughs> All right, Danny, you want to show her show her how it's done first? Give her uh, absolutely. It doesn't Danny's have to be too pro. crazy and goes go go as into as you want, but just give us a nice little let's go. <laughs> okay, let's go. Oh. <laughs> nice, love it. Awesome, Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Obviously, uh, it's crazy times, but um, we appreciate you coming on, and we'd we'd love to have you on again. We do some goalie talks with Peter Budai, so maybe we'll have to get the both of you together and talk goaltending because obviously whenever you're talking goalie stuff it's good to do that with um an olympic gold medalist so let's go anything else camera that's all i got maddie rooney thank you so much for coming on that was awesome we look forward to, to uh talking with you again here soon have yourself a good one thank you miss usa maddie rooney thank you for coming on olympic gold medalist holy cow we appreciate your time uh, as usual, we're going to jump in and kind of give your three stars, big three takeaways. And when you're dealing with someone of this talent and this mindset, it, it was tough to figure some things out, but I, I think we got it down to, to three good takeaways. So coach, take it away with number three. Yeah. Third, uh, third star. I'll jump right into it. I think, uh, you know, what caught my ear was when she was talking about the goaltender mindset a little bit. And, you know, she had the quote, when we were talking to her about, you know, my mistakes are the only ones that show up on the scoreboard. And while I think for a lot of youth goaltenders, like they have to have, you know, there's a lot of pressure on them. And I think people need to remember that. Um, but also like for someone to, to reach kind of the pinnacle of hockey and, and reach higher levels, like ha- like understanding that they've got to limit those mistakes um, to the best of their abilities. I mean, that's a huge part of the mindset and, you know, coupling that in with some of the other goaltenders and goaltending coaches we've talked to, um, you know, they've also on the flip side of that, be, have to have a, you know, kind of that switch where they can get over that right away. And I, so I think coupling those two things together and, and, and writing off of her advice of, of, you know, having a strong mindset to compete and to win and recognizing that, um, that she kind of controls her own destiny as far as the mistakes go is a huge takeaway. And I think that's a huge, a huge piece of, of being a successful goaltender is the mindset. Um, For sure. second start. Yeah. All right. I just think you have to like being a goalie is high pressure. And so you have to be able to handle that pressure. And it it is kind of a bummer that it, it starts so young, like a peewee goalie or a U12 goalie needs to be able to handle that pressure. And so, yeah, I think that you hit it on the head coach. That, that was a huge takeaway. For sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, total side thing, we'll talk about this more, but like, I love when coaches at the super young level, like squirts or so, tens and eights and tens have other kids experience playing goal. Cause sometimes the kids don't realize how much pressure really is on those goaltenders and having a little bit of understanding. Um, but having, you know, having someone like Maddie Rooney talking about how she can handle that stress and what she does to recognize it and then handle it is, you know, that's a huge part of her being so successful. So big takeaway there. Uh, second star of the night. Uh, I love when she's talking about how she's still, I mean, she's arguably the top women's goaltender, right now in the world. Um, and she's talking about how she's 
doing hand-eye coordination drills off the ice that she's struggling with and she's working hard to get better and better. And I think it's, it's such a great takeaway that no matter what level you're at, you can always get better. And once you start mastering a certain basic fundamental drill, you can always push yourself to get better and better at that drill. And she's a perfect example of that she's talking about the different warm up exercises and hand eye quick twitch um, coordination drills that she's doing to improve her game. And she's on the top of her game. And yet she's still striving to get better and better and faster and quicker. Um, and so I think, you know, the fact that she's focused putting a high level of focus on, on her hand-eye coordination and developing that as part of her skill set is a great takeaway, for, especially for goaltenders, but for players in general too. I mean, it's, it's such a crucial part that is overlooked in so much of youth, youth hockey that, um, that for me, that's the second start tonight. I think that's a huge takeaway um, from, from tonight's episode. Danny, what do, you, uh, what do you think about that? What do you have for the first star? I agree. First star, she won an Olympic gold medal. Enough said. End the podcast. Cut it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but seriously, she won an Olympic gold medal. I'm going to put you on the spot, Coach. Uh, would you rather, and we didn't talk about this before, so I want the people to know that, but would you rather win an Olympic gold medal or a Stanley Cup? That's a tough question. I, I, I think I would go for an Olympic gold medal. I would think, uh, yeah, I think, I think most people would probably, I'm going to go on a limb and say that most hockey players would probably say Stanley cup. Um, I would do cup. I would do Stanley cup. I think I would go for an Olympic gold medal. And, yeah. uh, I mean, it's a tough call. I would want both, but, uh, I, I have neither, but I want both. But if I had to choose one, I would pick gold medal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. I wasn't, uh, okay. Appreciate that. Uh, that honesty. Um, but yes, uh, number one star, Maddie, you won an Olympic gold medal, and that needs to be talked about until the end of time. Like that's unbelievable. It's a huge thing. It was the first one for the U.S. in a while, and so hopefully they can keep that rolling. And with her only being 22 years old, they're going to have solid goaltending for the next 10 plus years. And so that's two, maybe three more Olympic games for this young lady. Uh, and the way that she talked about, like she's all in, and so awesome for for the game of hockey that's awesome for goalies and that's awesome for the united states of america um but it was it was awesome make sure you go and check her out maddie underscore rooney she spells it m-a-d-d-i-e underscore r-o-o-n-e-y 35 maddie underscore rooney 35 she's got quite a good following there playing at umd right now crushing it um obviously she's she's all done at that school but she's moving on to you know, the, the U S stuff and continuing to play the game. And we appreciate you coming on for sure. And I'll throw one more thing in here before you close it up. Uh, you know, she, we talked about, I think it might've been after we stopped recording, but we talked about kind of what she's got plans for next. And I think the fact that someone like her won a gold medal and it creates a platform for her to help. And she immediately wants to get into coaching youth hockey and being a role model for, for not only young girls that want to, play but for boys too and I think she's going to be a fantastic goaltending coach and I think that the kids that are fortunate enough to go and train with her in the coming years you know I think she's going to be a great resource for those players but I also just think that having won a gold medal and, and had so much success uh, at such a young age that she's going to become such a I think she's just going to be a really wonderful ambassador for the sport and for the growth of the sport. So, um, yeah, I think we didn't really talk about that too much on the episode, but I think that uh, she's got a bright path of, of being a solid ambassador for our game in the future. So it'll be pretty cool uh, to hear take advantage of that platform. So yeah. that's all I got for today, Danny. What do you, what do you got? 
For sure. I hope uh, my daughter gets her as a coach one day. And um, I say, let's go. Make sure you hit the likes button, hit the subscribe button, check us out, send us some love, but let's go. All right, let's go, everybody. Producer Vinny, closing out the show with you. Once again, thank you to Maddie Rooney for coming on the show. Awesome interview with her. If you'd like to find more from her, go give her a follow on Instagram and Twitter. She is at Maddie underscore Rooney 35. I mean, who doesn't want to follow an Olympic gold medalist? Come on. So thank you again to Maddie for coming on the first of many gold winning Olympians on the Let's Go Hockey podcast. We want to make sure we thank our sponsors. First of all, HockeyWolf.com and LacrosseWolf.com. For all things hockey and lacrosse, we hope that you guys are using them for all of your hockey and lacrosse needs. Finally, Gel Stick Sports. Gel Sticks are the most innovative and best weighted training aids on the market for hockey, lacrosse, and golf. They've got it all. And if you haven't heard about Gel Sticks, you need to go check them out at gelsticks.com. That's G-E-L-S-T-X.com. Get yourself a weighted training aid and maximize your next training session with a Gel Sticks. Right now, we've teamed up with them to offer you, our wonderful, wonderful listeners, 20% off your entire order. Go visit their website and fill up your basket with all of the training aids for any sport that your heart desires. Then use promo code LETSGO at checkout. That's L-E-T-S-G-O at checkout. Save yourself 20%. Get a training product to help you maximize all of your time off the ice, on the driving range, whenever you're shooting in your backyard. Hockey, lacrosse, golf, they've got it all. So go to gelsticks.com today and let them know that we sent you by using the promo code Let's Go. So thank you so much to Gelsticks and thank you, the listener. You know we love you and we couldn't do this without you. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.